I was a bouncing and a laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. Daddy looking in his rear view, hoping that we'd just hang on. Well, I can't recall a time. I'm Stuart Friesen, and you're listening to the Always Race Day podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to, I didn't even look, I think episode 106 of the Always Race Day podcast. If I got it wrong, I'll fix it on the next intro. Uh, I'm Connor Ferguson. Damon's on vacation today. I'm here with Josh and Caleb. Uh, first, we got to talk about the Carlotto Group, our partners uh, here at Always Race Day. Caleb, have you ever lost a bunch of money betting on Caitlin Clark to score more than 20 points in Iowa to win by 15 against LSU? Nope, because I'm I'm national championship. I'm smarter than the average bear, so I don't partake in that stuff. Okay. I lost on the minus three and a half. Yeah, well, I did today too. I I had an alternate line. I was prepped to win four grand. Uh, it did not happen. Uh, so I think I need to go buy a car. Uh, midlife crisis time. You just had a big loss to your life. Why don't you turn tomorrow into a big win uh, and go down to the Carlotto Group? They'll get you taken care of car will not come with any scratches in the seats uh there won't be any dog hair in the car everything will be clean as a whistle uh and you can put your screaming dog like the one my neighbors have downstairs uh you can put him in the trunk suv trunk i don't cancel me there i wasn't saying that uh thank you guys at the carl auto group uh and thank you all for listening let's get on with this episode caleb josh how are you guys doing I'm doing fabulous, good. wonderful, just great. You guys got to, guys got to bring it with the how are you doings? Because every time I ask you to, it's nothing. Damon will come back. He's like, not too bad. Just want a sweet sixteen, bowling coach. Girls bowled great today. I had three players bowl three hundred. I sat here and watched four, well, technically five different sports all day today, and neither one of them were the outcomes I guess I would prefer. So, oh, that's a bad sports day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You have to watch from a perspective of just enjoying instead of. I was, I was picking. fully enjoying the IndyCar race, hoping Pato would win, and then we got lost because Mr. F1 decided to back it into the wall. But that's the problem. You were rooting for somebody. <laughs> Calling Romain Grosjean, Mr. F1 is just. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem, though, is you were rooting for somebody. If you just go at it as like, ah, I just want to see a good race. then you I mean, I was bummed about him not winning, but I was like, this was fantastic racing. This is the best Texas race that race. ever existed. We'll, get, yeah, we'll, we'll go head over heels in IndyCar today. That's what we're going to lead the show with. Um, when I'm watching racing, like I kind of go with like, well, here's five guys I don't want to see win. Everyone else, I'm, I'm going to be pretty good mood if they all win. Uh, and then there's That's about like where seven, I'm at. There's like seven really good stories. There's like two, oh my God, insane stories. Uh, there's one wild card of BJ McLeod ever winning a cup race, and that's a totally different feeling. Uh, and then there's like five guys you really like. So, uh, but that's racing. Like usually, like the you don't despise the winner. Uh, and in other sports, uh, you're either one or the other. Yeah, I mean, I used to be a huge, 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 like, Penske and Brad Keselowski fan. Um, and then just over the years, I've gotten to a point where it's like, I have a couple drivers that I really don't want to see win. Uh, but otherwise, I just want to watch a good race. And um, I'll tell you what, that, that IndyCar race today was something. 
Oh man, it. Uh, actually, I have a stat. Let's let's lead with this. Oh God, is I this, already is know. This, what... this is the one I just yeah I just yeah. this out. Um, here we have the the F one passes in the twenty twenty one Formula One season five hundred and ninety nine almost cleared six hundred uh, F one passes in twenty twenty two the entire season uh, seven hundred and eighty five now that's twenty three races I just that's important for the next number um, IndyCar passes uh, just in today's race at Texas uh, one thousand and seventy. Now, even without that stat, it was one of the best races I've seen in the last decade. Yeah, like your eyes don't lie to you. Like it's just, it was clear as day of. There's that one or two Iowa Speedway IndyCar races that I can bring up. Uh, and there's a couple of NASCAR races that usually the finish was what made them at that level. Uh, and this one ended under caution. This is the first time in a long, long, long time i've seen a race and they're under caution and gone no i'm satisfied that that kicked ass josh what about you just smiling and staring at me why are you being (laughs) creepy today (laughs) which one josh josh was upset that it ended under yellow but i here's here's my thing about it yeah let's let's talk about that okay you're doing that i'm stupid i'm sorry <laughs> my my thing is too it's it's funny that we can sit back and we can say this is one of the like most entertaining races that we've all seen in a while and at one point there was two guys on the lead lap for you know 30 laps like yeah that was the nutty part <laughs> usually when you get that result it's not fun to see but it, i mean it, it felt all the bit all like the entire race it was just fun seeing how fast some of these guys were as a huge IndyCar fanatic. I did learn that. I did not know that wave around cars were allowed a free stop. And that teensy little bit kind of pisses me off. Now it's easier. Like when they're in long strung out has like that in the, at an oval, it doesn't make sense in NASCAR because it's easier to get by people, right? There's more lanes on the track in essence and in that race i mean there's two lanes maybe a third and the only reason there was a third today was because jimmy johnson tried the third lane last year at texas and made it work and that helped people race today according to one of the drivers i forget new garden said that i think after the race um right. joseph won i haven't mentioned that yet i love seeing joseph new garden in victory lane he's one of the best interviews in the sport i don't think enough people give him credit for that because he talks really fast and it's hard to transcribe his words that's my theory there. That's fair. I mean, I, he just, I think he's got just like a solid personality and he's, you know, super talented. Like he's just overall, like his uh, Hitachi ads that pop up on my Instagram are absolutely hilarious. Well, and I, I wrote this in the recap today, but IndyCar kind of gets, it's like viewed as negative that they don't have a lot of rivalries in the sport. Joseph and Pato both said after the race uh, that they race each other with respect, and that's how it should be, uh, which I would say is a problem in NASCAR right now, especially in the minor series. Uh, They were racing within inches of each other. They touched at one point, it looked like, uh, and they kept it out of the wall. Like it, It was so nuts what they were doing on that track. It was masterclass driving. I've it's some of the best driving I think I've ever seen. Really also, between all of them too. Like I, yeah. I mean, obviously Herda, had a Herda couple and Palou, Everyone up there, Sans Grosjean, and maybe something broke. I don't know, but everyone up there raced a brilliant end of that race. 
Yeah, I mean, if you you had like multiple times, there was like a pack of eight cars that were just insanely battling it out. And there was sixty you know. laps to go, and I was standing up, like yelling at the TV. Yeah, no, it I is. Wasn't yelling anything at anybody. It was just. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's it's amazing to see someone go from third to one in one part. It just at least yeah, once in that, a race. It pass, happened. Passing. It happened continuously inside of three and four. Yeah, like it happens. Like if it would happen once in a race, it's mind blowing. But this race, it happened like eight or nine times in the final hundred laps. Yeah. It. Um. Oh man, I'm. I'm just like amazed. Like thinking about how solid it was through the day. I'm really excited to. Well, I guess I want. I want to see the numbers of when that race started and what they were then and how many people were tuned in by the end of it. Cause I was texting all my friends, like you need to turn this race on. Like this is getting really, really fun really quickly. Connor wants to see the numbers just to see how many friends he's got. <laughs> no one responded. Uh, my dad, my dad <laughs> turned it on and texted me after he said, yeah, that was pretty kick-ass. So he, he read the text and got, but yeah, no one else responded. Chris looking at you, if you're listening to this, um no the other thing uh did i forget again i had forgotten re-remembered caleb talk for a second okay so um well okay wow um no pressure <laughs> yeah no, no i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm really i'm i don't know what's happening i can't remember what i was gonna say it was important <clears throat> the only thing i'd add to so like I, the whole award thing like it, it's crazy to me how you know sometimes in nascar you know, a guy can dominate a race and it, it can be ultimately the most boring race that we've ever seen. You know, it's so bad, but like, even as award was, you know, lapping basically the whole field, like it was still a solid product. I think that's between NBC and, you know, their coverage and covering the battles that were still going on and, uh, you know, all that. Plus I, I think it makes a difference too when, you know, you don't have as many laps to go through. So, you know, you don't have a guy that's bleeding 300 laps compared to, you know, there's, there's just something very amazing out. Uh, that's just so fascinating at a car going side by side with another car at 190 miles per hour, no matter how big of a lead he has. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, Connor. Oh, I didn't. Sorry. I, we got to work on interrupting each other. Damon and I, you, you got to work on we'll, it. We'll do it when like, we'll do it on purpose. And we know we're doing it when it's just me and him. And it took us a long time to get that chemistry down. And now I like accidentally cut off you guys. Like every other time I speak. It's hard. We're not as special delay too. like, um, I mean, that's one thing, even when I started announcing, like you have to just kind of get used to that, that pattern. Absolutely. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out guys. I promise you. Um, I said this last year and I wrote a big column about it. Uh, and I might go dig that up and rewrite it this week. I, I said last year's IndyCar race and specifically the finish save Texas motor speedway. Um, today just reassured me they should never do anything different with that track. And if the NASCAR races keep sucking, make them go the other way. <laughs> We just don't go there in general. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think... seriously, I don't think Texas Motor Speedway wants that. But like, hot damn, give me a second IndyCar race at Texas later in the year. For real, for real. I, th I mean, I think that's where we're at. Which is funny because a lot of times we see 
NASCAR tracks where NASCAR is good, but then IndyCar tries to go and it's like, it, it, it just isn't for open wheel. This isn't going to work out. But I think this is one of those tracks where like the IndyCar races are so good and you know, it's just not something that NASCAR needs to be at. Yeah, and I want IndyCar fans to stop complaining. I need them to start complaining about how their product is so much better than Formula One's and stop complaining to IndyCar about, oh, well, they they don't, they're not changing the cars very much. Like I thought we were supposed to be technologically advanced. And it's like, you don't need to change the cars if that's what's on my TV. Don't touch that. Yeah. I, I want that the rest of my life. Yeah, I mean, why why change what's good? If I mean, we've had. If they change the cars, I would petition for them to keep all these cars in circulation as just Texas Motor Speedway cars. <laughs> That'd be great. We'll they just do have it for like the a... Indy 500. Don't tell me they can't. Like, we'll just do it for like a, a weekly. We'll just do a weekly. A weekly Indy Car Series of Texas. <laughs> I'd, I'd sign up to watch that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, why why fix what's broken? I mean, you look at last, or I shouldn't say last week, but um the last race the season opener too i mean that was a, a good race too so i just yeah you, you don't want to go changing what's working and i mean there's, also, only, there's also something about lee diffie that just makes everything 10 times more exciting he's so he's, good at what he does it's he loves, i turned on on accident like the ncaa track and field champion <laughs> and lee diffie was on the call and I'm like, this guy's making it sound really good <laughs> He commentates the most random stuff, and it's it's fucking great. He's <laughs> definitely my favorite commentator across all sports. He's up there. If, if Lee Deffy ever needs to take a sick day, uh, I will. I would first put on front of the show Nick Yeoman. Uh, I think we're gonna have him on later uh, this week to talk that race at Texas because that's all there is to talk about in IndyCar right now, and I won't stop talking about it for the next six days. So just get ready for that. Uh, but besides those two, I, I would love to see Bill Walton call an IndyCar race. Are you familiar? Well, Caleb have, doesn't even know who Bill Walton is. Josh, you should. You're a college basketball guy, West Coast guy, always hot. Yes, I. Yeah, I was gonna say, oh, that'd be something else. But you know, he'd, he'd, he'd absolutely have no idea what's going on, though. That guy doesn't know. That guy does his homework. So Iowa State had him on the call this year for a game. I have a couple buddies. Uh, from the basketball staff that sat down and talked to him and he goes through, he knows everything there is to know about every team he's covering. And he still just wants to talk about division quests during the game. <laughs> when it's a 17 point game between Cal and CSU Bakersfield. Uh, I think I got that city name, right? When, when that's what I'm watching on ESPN uh, in November at like midnight, in middle of the week just to get some college basketball in uh that's exactly the type of stuff i want get some dick fatale in there too you know he they do they they're like so regionalized now like dick vitale would never call a game west of the mississippi yeah he, he only i only ever see him cover like acc stuff there has to be west of missouri because we're not never mind doesn't even matter but yeah yeah Dick's usually on the ACC games. Um, I had other stuff from the IndyCar race. I wrote I wrote stuff down from every race, and it actually probably is going to make this podcast a lot better. I'm going to start doing it, and I'll tell you guys during the F1 segment why why I started. But um, I was surprised no one tried uh, to save fuel and go for a three stop strategy at the start. 
IndyCar has been tweeting out their, uh, like, here's the two strategies the teams are going to use in this race. And mm -hmm. the first one was like a three-stop strategy where you save fuel for 65 laps and then you save fuel for the next 70 or what. And it was like, you're just saving fuel the entire race, hoping that it stays completely green. And that was never going to happen. No, the, that was the big issue was I think teams realized that even late in runs, the tires weren't going to like hold up and people are going to start sliding around, which eventually lead to yellows. But like, as we saw at the final, like 60 something laps, like tires were a major factor. Although Polo was able to kind of hold on, it's you could just tell by like Polo was the only one that could probably stay up there. Cause I mean, watching award and new garden obviously had the two best cars, but watching them go from like 10th and 11th to second and or first and second in like three laps was the highlight. In my opinion, it just was, it was art the way that they're just willing to either go two, three wide to the top. Yeah, and if you guys didn't watch it, um, it's an IndyCar oval race, uh, and basically why I'm saying that is they're very short. I mean, it's like, it was like two hours, I think, was start to finish how long the race was. Go find it on, on YouTube if you didn't watch the thing. Because, um, like, early on, they're talking about, you know, are we going to – we're trying to save fuel here, you know, be careful with what you're doing. And one of the drivers came on the radio, and he's like, yeah, man, uh, no one's saving fuel out here. It's like the 20th lap and everyone was like confused at what they're just like, yeah, no one's uh, wanting to take their foot off the throttle. So I guess, uh, I guess we're just going. Uh, and like that aspect to me, like really stuck out too. Yeah. I think that was a ward if I'm not mistaken that they were trying to tell them that. And I, think then, so. I, I think if you look at two, you know, at trying to actually do the three stop saving the whole race, like, you look at Newgarden last year and like they said, you know, he pitted a couple laps early and went from, you know, ninth to second. So uh, I feel like, you know, right off the bat, you knew that probably wasn't going to be a, a good strategy just because you're going to get yourself set back at some point. Yeah. And look at the theme of the day, just pitting early. I guess right. for one, for one driver, it worked out for Josh Berry. It worked out all day long. For one guy <laughs> stayed. I know. I, I know because even award pitted how many laps later than new garden. That's when he, that when that one stint where he just took off and like gapped him, like well, lapped the entire slow, field. And what Joseph said about that is Joseph wanted the car changed and it got slower because of the changes he requested. So he's like, change it back, change it back. And well, yeah, like where that uh, came from. I, I did hear that. Like I did hear that in his interview, but like he was passing Erickson, like VK and like Dixon, like, without even hesitation i mean he would get to them and he never slowed down yeah he like to put it into perspective there was two cars on the lead lap at one point and there was six cars a lap down and everyone else was two laps down or worse like that's probably more nutty than just lapping up to second yeah i mean it was insane like it and the, the cool part is like it doesn't happen a whole lot anymore so they're like, those are times where you just look at it and you're like, you were witnessing something really, really amazing right now. I remember, um, Simon you, Pagino did it at Iowa. Were you there? Uh, that one. And then was, he in 20, was that the one he started 22nd in, or was that the day after? 
Oh, see, that's I'm I'm back. It would have been the day he started it because that was the one where it was a doubleheader where Simon Pagano started last and won. That was on a Friday night, and Caleb and I didn't make it to that one, but we made it to the Saturday night one. Yep, because the Saturday night one went to like one a.m. or something like that. Right, because the rain. Yeah, that's where that's yep. I think the race I met Damon at. Very interesting. Yeah, but there was, I mean, you look at Joseph Newgarden years back at Iowa too, and I remember being down on the infield and just watching, like, you'd you'd watch in turn one and Newgarden would come by and, you know, there's eight cars on the lead lap. And then the next time he comes by, there's six cars on the lead (laughs) lap. And then there's five cars on the lead lap. Like, he just being in the infield and watching him just mow these guys down. I mean, I was sitting there and I was like, this is epic like this is an insane thing that i'm watching right now and you know there's there's times where it's like oh yeah you know boring because one guy's dominating or whatever but on on drives like that where they are physically just uh, mowing one dude after another after another it's it's just a spectacle to see so obviously joseph is a big guy with iowa he's known to dominate it he's known to always be fast there at what point does the conversation kind of start where Texas is kind of like award stomping ground? Cause the, when, I mean, when he wins Joseph new garden, there. I mean, well, he won was running third, had that pit issue last year and then pretty much was right there. So first technically probably should have been in contention last year. And then my, my candidate was there. Political position has finishes a first, first and second in the last three races. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if, he's, <laughs> if you can beat that, I, I would love to see how. We're, we're gonna get there. It's I'd gonna like get there. Much but... there. That that actually it, that counts for more than second. Pretty much there is more like that's way better than just being in second. I'm just yeah, saying, I mean, when does the conversation start? It doesn't say it has to start now or like he's there now, but like at what point is if, does that kind of become his thing? I was gonna ask if, you if you had a top five oval racers power ranking because he he has that he's up there it's definitely like it's going to be new garden and i think awards now in the conversation of being probably second I'm i think it's a good i think that's good yeah um but i yeah it's hard to say specifically at texas until he really starts you know putting it to new garden at the checkered flag more often you like but... how you're asking it as if he's won three in a row at <laughs> I know. no one's talking about it no but I mean, he had like obviously had the win at Texas. He's ran there good today. He had a win at Iowa last year. He was in the lead at Gateway until tied until strategy. Pretty much there, and then Joseph Newgarden's car broke. Yeah, he was pretty much there. I want to say that. (laughs) There's a theme going on around this. No, I would put put Pat top top Iowa racer in Indy right now. Yeah, he, yeah, I mean, and then, then New Garden, Palou, and then. Uh, no, I would not put Palou up there. I I put Palou up there because of his prowess at the Indy 500 and on any oval. He's, I mean, they even they even talked to him today, and he was like, "I'm not a good oval racer." Like he, he says, he's not good at anything. <laughs> that come on he's now. Always, how do you think last summer happened with his contract negotiations? No, I, <laughs> so I, I don't know why you guys both want to sign me. I suck. I would not put him. I would not put him too. I think it's hard because I think you have New Garden and you have Award, and then you know we talked about this um, the last IndyCar race, but they used to be that you would have your like 
guys that are good on ovals and then guys that are just absolute trash on ovals. And I think that line has really been mucked up the last, you know, five, 10 years. And there's where... some results from today that really just, it's like what, like Connor Daly should not have been 23rd. Right. That was, yeah, I mean, you know, Graham Rahal yeah. hasn't always been great at ovals, but he's not a 24th place race car. But don't sit your coffee. Anyway, to- anyways, before Caleb does anything bad about <laughs> Grim Ray Hall. <laughs> I just, you know. Uh, no, but yeah. Well, I, tell I, me I think- what, 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 what am I wrong about? Because I want to hear. I'm not going to yell at you like I did Josh. Uh, just the, the 24th place race car is up for discussion. But- he's 13th place race car. Don't uh, don't you think you no, he's... secure the last four start the four finishing the last four finishing spots? I I can talk now. Uh, I was I wasn't saying you guys were interrupting me. I was saying that I can't get it out of my mouth. Um, I I would secure one for a Dale Coin car. I would secure two of them at least for rookies. Uh, a fourth one for a second year driver that I won't name on the podcast, but you know who I'm talking about. Not, yes. great, not great at driving scooters around the road in Iowa. That guy. <laughs> Let me ask you this then. So, so yeah, I w- then I would assume that like one Ed Carpenter car was down there. I guess that's Daly's, but that's the twenty third. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Or don't Ed know. Carpenter himself. Yeah, yeah, I would, yeah, yeah. Actually, I'd put I'd put Graham Rahal in like the seventy fifth percentile. Like he is better than like twenty five percent of the field at this point. A couple of years ago, I think he I think was you said that reversed. Well, yeah, I, I think so too. But um, what I'm, what I'm saying is he's, he's better than 25% of the field years ago. I think it was probably 50% of the field, but I, I think it's yeah definitely been a struggle, but I want to ask you what your opinions of his comments were um, after his wreck today about the team and where they're at. He, that team has, a lot of funding, uh, a lot of people that believe in them, um, and a lot of pressure to do well. And Christian Lengard, uh has he's shouldering all of it, uh, and all three cars suck today. Um, they got a test coming up there, I think, um, so hopefully they learn something from that. That's, like, the biggest thing they can do. Um, but, yeah, they should be better. David Letterman's a damn co-owner of the team. I know we talk about the famous owners all the time, and he's – not usually one that pops up, but like that team has boatloads of knowledge and some talent in its garage. And when it's a little bit different than Mayweather's team, yeah, it's a little bit different too, where like that team has been successful at, you know, points. So it's not like they've always had struggles. So yeah, they just, it is also completely possible that they just missed on something today, but they, I mean, they had speed in St. Petersburg, so I'm assuming, yeah, it was just possibly just a setup miss on it for ovals. Yeah, I mean, it, that very well could be. I just, in my head, I feel like they just aren't where they should be. We're, we're in race two, but... and after an off season where uh, a big company came in, uh, completely overhauled. Uh, a double header race weekend at our local track the year before. Uh, and they gave the team so much money that they took the driver that was the poster boy of the entire event last year and said, you're going to go to this car. Cause it's not sponsored by Hy-Vee as much. 
Oh, I mean, I, damn it. I was trying to say that, do that whole thing without mentioning Javier Iowa Speedway. Uh, they, they moved Christian Lundgaard into the car because the poster boy wasn't performing. Like, there's a lot of issues that they've got to tackle and figure out how they're going to make this thing work. And Jack Harvey was a lot better before he got to that team. So I don't know what happened or what's going on with them. Uh, but I would, what today's results kind of lead me to think that they just missed a setup really bad. That's possible. Also, if, Gra if Graham didn't hit uh, DeFrancesco, uh, he's finishing top 15. At the Most likely. Like, uh, which, which you got to throw in the equation, like uh, five other cars shot themselves in the foot after that's what, that. Well, too, I was, so. that's with, yeah, I was throwing that in there. <laughs> like it's, it's a top 15 regardless. It might have even gifted yeah. to you, but it was yeah. Which when you miss the setup that bad too, you'll take that any day of the week. But obviously, that wasn't the case. Speaking of like high attrition and then people finishing good, Haley Deegan finished sixth. Oh, I was gonna. I watched a TikTok of uh, little Deegan, the kid, the dirt biker. Mm -hmm. I see what you're talking about. Him being high. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, way more. We need. I haven't Boom. seen him race live this year. I had just, uh, just seen like interviews and stuff of him talking. And oh god, that makes me so happy that you actually understand now. <laughs> I mean, I watched him like cut a guy off seven times in the same lap of a heat race or something. I'm like, what? Yeah, was he was literally in a lap down. Yeah, it was his teammate. He was a lap down. It was his teammate who's like top three, and he just kept cutting him off. That, oh, that actually makes it way better. I like it now. That that oh, being his I teammate. <laughs> That's what no, Daniel Suarez you... should do to his. <laughs> That's what okay. Daniel Suarez's teammate does do to him. <laughs> I, I do think there's a, a space and time for that in, in dirt bike racing because uh, Justin Barsha is kind of known for doing stuff like that. And usually those are like the only wrecks those guys take where they don't break a bone. I'm not saying I'd like to see more of it, but... I'm way more, uh, not acclimated. Um, I guess way more slightly in favor, I guess, of dirty driving in Supercross than I would be in another series. I guess it'd be a little bit, a little bit more safer to do, but I'm not, I'm not saying he's right for it. I was just laughing at it. Yes. <laughs> Um, um, let's see. So what were well, you going to say, Josh? Um, I got to try and find it because I thought this was hilarious. We talked were, about it. Where were you guys at on David Malukas having another good over there? Top yes. That's actually what I'm currently looking up. Um, funny enough, because this cracked me up. David Malukas made a wonderful tweet today. <laughs> it's literally the SpongeBob dancing with the jellyfish and it says p4 <laughs> oh that's good <laughs> he is an absolute uh he's an absolute character and i love it he's a great personality and i'm glad that he's running good because i did have high hopes on him in his rookie year he's a great interview too like that's yeah every it's almost every indycar driver is a nice guy doesn't hate anyone in the garage publicly and is a great interview I know there's an F1 fan out there going, see, no one to hate. That sucks. <laughs> it's like the evil version of me. 
Speaking of F1, did you uh, stay up and watch it last night, Connor? Yeah, we can we can transition to that. So why? I was gonna say we'll get into that soon, but oh, well, let's finish up IndyCar. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought we were still going. We oh, didn't really get Josh. Josh will we talk really about just... IndyCar as long as you want, and I love him. Yes, uh, you didn't. We talked about David Malukas a little bit, but I didn't know if you had more to carry on with that. I no, mean, I, I just think you know he's very impressive. In, in like. To imitate Pato Award fans that just scream at me and say, like, will you freaking talk about Pato on ovals? Like, he's really good. Trust me. He's right. Josh. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like this is personal. I feel like this is personal. It's more my friend Jackie. I'm going to send this clip to her. Uh, she's a big Pato fan. She doesn't do that, I swear. Um, no, but I'm going to sound like the same thing, saying, like, he's had really good finishes on ovals. He has shown he's there. He had... I think a top five on Iowa last year, at least one. Um, he had a second and a first for have... award. Unless you're talking about Malukas. I was talking about Malukas. Yeah, Malukas had a Malukas had a fifth at Iowa, and he had a second at Gateway. Yeah, there. So third oval top five. Like he is really, and he's doing it in slower equipment. Basically, um, I don't really know if that exists in IndyCar. I don't. I feel like it does, but I feel like it's so much more driver that you can overcome that way better than you can uh, in NASCAR and a hell of a lot better than you can in F1. Uh, but he, he has really came into things on ovals. And I'm a little bit surprised about that because he's kind of been an IndyCar lifer, right? He came up through Indy Lights and stuff, right? Yes. Usually those guys don't translate to being really, really good at ovals. Uh, but this kid has <clears throat> certainly the start to have a really good career on ovals. I mean, he's from Illinois too, so it's not like, you know. He's Heck yeah. Like, what does that mean? Yeah, they got like 17 oval IndyCar tracks <laughs> in Illinois. He runs them every day. I mean, not just IndyCars. But you said, you said it like there's, there's a, a lot there and you go, he's from Minnesota. Well, yeah, there's a lot more ice in Minnesota. Okay, but well, what's the connection with Illinois? <laughs> there's the odds that he's probably ran on some more ovals here than, you know, a guy from Brazil or Makes a little bit more sense. Okay, like, all right. He's from <clears throat> the United States. We're following States. now. We got <laughs> Yeah. Do you think, I, I, this is a general question I have. I, I could ask it any time over the past 10 years, it would still hold the same way. Do you think IndyCar should lean in more to how many international drivers they have in the countries they were born in? Uh, what's the first, what's the first letter of IndyCar? It's the I. And what does that stand for? You're, you're doing a riddle again. Yes. It's international. Stands for international. I oh, hate the oh, fact. I didn't know that. I had no idea. I thought it was because I, they're from Indiana. No, I, I'm not doing I a bit right now. I, ser- I sincerely yeah, yeah, yeah. thought they called them IndyCar. This is this is what you have us on here. Is, is in Indiana. Anywho, I it, it does disappoint me that over the last couple of years we have transitioned to only racing in the United States bar one race and most of the drivers are American now. Half the field's from a different country. Yeah, but it, I mean, you used it's to like be 14 where you had two drivers. <clears throat> you used to be where you had have two drivers from the U.S. 
like you the know, field, like you, the quality of the field is different. It's probably yeah. Worse. I was gonna say, I think two U.S. drivers there. I think there's more talent with the way it's at. As much as that sounds like horrible to other countries, I don't think we have I've any seen, international listeners. With, but I saw a race last night with 19 guys that were from <laughs> and one from the U.S. and it sucked. <laughs> yeah, I think the talent is exceeded, and there's new a new bar that is there for those drivers so i think it's just you you're finding the best of the best instead of just picking where you choose and that's where that gap that we talked about earlier where it was you had your couple guys that were good here and then a couple guys that were good here but like as a u.s competitor i feel like you get a lot of variety and have the opportunity more to get more variety so does it stand for international national i, I don't think drivers, so yeehaw. <laughs> I, no i i don't think i don't think he, you got it he totally pulled that out of his ass. I hope I he did because I, I did. thought for sure it stood for uh, they're from Indiana because that like they're indie cars. Yeah, I think that's what I, th- I think that's what it actually is. I just was talking crap, but um. you can't do that to me. I, <laughs> yeah, we, I, I we would both, drag myself to sleep if I we, didn't know that. And we I, both got on the same wavelength. As soon as he said that, we're like, and you were like, huh? We were like, oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> It was it was fantastic. You guys no, but you, what you guys are talking about, like the talent level too. But like, if you if we start only having races in the United States, that's where we're gonna have most of like most of the drivers are gonna come from too, because there's not gonna be as many. You know, you still will have some, but there's no dudes in Britain going. Oh well, I'm gonna go. You know, they'll they'll shoot for stuff that's you know gonna be more correlated to around there the year I, I don't know what the number is and i would certainly like to see indycar run at argentina where they're looking at uh a week ago they went down and toured that track uh, or that facility with the guy who owns uh jungo's hollinger racing um my deal is uh if you ask me like do you want a second race at texas or argentina uh texas yeah well do you want, do you want to race at michigan homestead or Argentina, pick two of the three, uh, Michigan and Homestead. Mm. Like I, I want the the first pressing thing right now is more ovals. <clears throat> I get it. Get that that Argentina race is very important. There's a team from Argentina. There's like that that would do well. See, and that's where I'm at. Like you don't have to go crazy with it, but okay. So do do a Toronto, do an Argentina. Oh, then that's go- the race outside the U.S. I forgot. Yeah, I've been trying to think of it. I'm like, where did that? <laughs> it's like, it's like, here's the US, it two here's years Toronto. in a row. It was like, chaos last year, and I'm, I've been, I'm sitting here on my hands, like, is Toronto in the U.S. still? Is, come on now. I don't know. Yeah, that's the the one race that's not in the U.S. is literally about as close to the U.S. as what you could possibly get. But um, yeah, do, do like do your Toronto or whatever, do an Argentina and then do like one more that's overseas, you know, go, go somewhere that, you know, make it, make it so that it's like, you can get to Argentina pretty easy. So it doesn't have to be like a big ordeal on that one. Um, Toronto is, you know, super easy. They already do that. And then you do one where it's like, okay, take a week or two off in between, get over there, you know, do the, the go big Brazil. <clears throat> uh, yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, that was that was one that you highlighted because there was, I guess, at one point there were a lot of Brazilian drivers. So that's also why I think that. Yeah, I but... I, I think the state of Brazil is a reason that they kind of you know that's that's one. But um, so you're saying like the UK? I thought it was a country. Yeah. What are, oh, are you saying? The state of the country? Okay. Yes. The state, the <laughs> so condition, like, the condition of the country. Thank you. I was like, Gosh, I, I didn't understand. <laughs> I was not, I didn't understand where, where you're confused. Um, but yeah, do like one in the UK or like some, some, something, you know, do, do one deal. That's like way over there that, you know, but it's hard too, because I know, you know, at this point, a large part of their fan base is in the U S so you start getting in these funky time zones and you know, so, but yeah, I, I would like to see where, you know, you do a couple throughout the year outside like of race at 4 a.m. local time. I'd <clears throat> <laughs> be sick. You imagine being in victory lane, drinking Bud Lights and the sun's coming up. As long as it's not super crazy. I mean, you'll, you'll be fine. We, we watched, you know, F1 starting at, midnight and we're up till three in the morning so yeah um one last thing to knock both your issues with the schedule out of hand doesn't monza have a pretty nice oval i'm just kidding i mean listen i'm all i'm all for doing an oval oval no the monza i think the last time open wheel cars raced there someone died yeah i was gonna say i'm pretty sure that's the track with like it's stupidly banked isn't it yeah it's like twin i don't don't ring roteggy twin Ring Motegi, we'll get Danica back. It'll be great. Is that where she won? Mm-hmm. Zero wins inside the country. Got it. I mean, they also country. I will give the race. I don't know. Mm-mm. I can't remember. No, not one of those either. Okay. I don't. I don't think so. I'm glad I'm pretty sure like Cup series for years. That was uh, awesome. That was <laughs> I'm crazy. pretty sure across all like professional motorsports, she had like one win, and it was. I'm pretty confident Caitlin Clark could hop in a race car and do better than she did. <laughs> oh no, um, Kyle or Caleb, for your instance, this is the like banking he was talking about. <laughs> Oh, that just seems unnecessary. <laughs> I thought you could get the joke, but it's only because I read it in my book a week ago. Uh, but yeah, I think the last time open wheel cars ran the oval there, someone died. Well, we don't. I need don't that. know his name. That's sorry. I can't. Yeah, say we, his we name, don't need. I wish I could. None of that. Well, yeah, no kidding. Um, but that is that is the other thing. Like with Dan Weldon passing away at Las Vegas, you want more ovals. I completely agree, and I do think the cars are much safer today than they were then. They're much more safer than they were three years ago with the aero screen. They're much safer than Formula One cars with the aero screen rather than a halo. Um, but I still that, feel like no, that's I, they're not going to Vegas. That's no, for sure. Michigan, but I, they're probably going faster than Vegas. Yeah. I feel I'm like not, I don't. Sorry, I don't want anyone to think that they're going to Michigan or Homestead or anything like that. Uh, none of those things have been. None of those talks have kind of surfaced or anything. I don't know what ovals they're looking at, except maybe Milwaukee. Um, but that's. I just wanted to say that in case anyone took those as well, they might see. And that's the thing is like those ovals. So I, I'd be curious on Homestead, Miami. Um, I, I don't remember, but I feel like they weren't running that fast there because it's 
more tighter in the corners, but the, the tracks like the Milwaukee's and the, the Phoenix's um, Texas, you know, wasn't super, super crazy. Um, there's, there's capabilities to run on ovals that are safe. And I think that's just where we got to focus. So like, yeah, maybe if it's something like a Monza oval, that's too, you know, we, we don't need to do that, but like the twin ring Motegi, maybe that's something you that just could like be saying that track man. I do if I can love it, but I just, I, you know, go to an oval over there or a road course, whatever works, whatever's going to, you know, work. But, um, th- there can be ovals on the schedule that are safe and I feel comfortable with, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I want to see him open the season at the LA Coliseum. Oh dear God. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh dear God. Like about 40 images just flashed in my head of how that would go. And, not one was great. I have I um, have asked the Knoxville track officials uh, and high-ranking people there if they'd ever take IndyCar. They just asked it, what kind of tires they'd need. How do you... I don't even know where to go with that. Yeah, well, it was supposed to end the conversation, I was hoping. <laughs> you want to get to F1? This So this is why I was writing down stuff today. Um, so I made the decision last night to stay up for the F1 race. Boyfriend went to bed. Uh, and so I took an edible and said, I need to remember what's going on in this race. So I wrote down the big stuff in the race uh, after I, the edible definitely kicked in by like the third lap. So I was like, well, usually like after a safety car that wouldn't go to a red flag and then all the drivers were pissing about it. And I'm like, this is weird as hell. What are they doing? Also, I did get yelled at for shitting on F1 while stoned uh, on Twitter because <laughs> I said they wrecked on lap one. Uh, and F1 fans would go after IndyCar anytime that happens. Uh, it's a ratings killer. It, it usually sucks, and it sucked last night. Uh, this is what I wrote down, though. Um, one, of the, an, one of the analysts on the broadcast, uh, he said... He was criticizing a call that they made, um, and the main one said, you're not the race director, uh, and I took that kind of offense. I took that with major offense. I don't know if you heard that, Josh, but I was like, what the hell is this guy talking about? He sure as hell could be the race director, and he'd be way better than the FIA is. <laughs> Anyone, a blind monkey could be better than the FIA at this point. Yeah, so I thought that was. I thought he was blindly defending the FIA a couple of times, and then he kind of apologized for it. I was going to delete it, but I kept it there. Um <clears throat> They, uh, one of the analysts also marveled at the drivers having uh, onboard cameras, uh, talking about how unique it is that they can just ride on board with a guy who just wrecked. I thought that was pretty interesting because everyone fucking has that. Uh, Every series known to man has that. Sorry, I'm still very aggressively poking fun at them. I'll tell you when I get high uh, or when it kicks in. You can tell. Um. Oh, after that wreck, uh, anytime a one-car accident happens in F1, uh, the announcers just go, man, I'm not really sure what happened there. The car must have broke. Not That guy just made a damn mistake and just took the hell out of the car, just totaled it. Alex Albon. Yeah, it's never, it's never just that. They always assume the car breaks. I think if NASCAR did that, we'd be fine. No, no one would ever say NASCAR sucks because no one makes a mistake. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Like, imagine... Just Kurt Busch going, no, Mike, I, I think 
I think Ross's car just broke. There's it's no still it's purpose. still up there running, but it's broke. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I've seen seven people tweet amazing overtake, uh, and then they showed it on the replay, and the announcer said it was the easiest overtake of Max Verstappen's career. <laughs> just it was on that corner. It was on that corner where you're going. You are going around the corner, but you are full throttle through the corner. I've played the in the uh, yes. F1 video game. Yes. I do love that track, it, but it's that corner where you're you're going full gas. You're 100% full pedal to the floor, and your car gets 22 miles per hour, or 20 is it 22 kilometers? He was 22 kilometers per hour faster than the Mercedes. Also had DRS, which makes him 18 kilometers an hour faster, and it's like. By, you think that's by, 40 total? Roughly, okay. give or take. Gotcha. Flew by him. They went through the S-turn, got to the next DRS sector, and this is what makes me mad, is Verstappen gets DRS again because he had it in the previous sector, and by the time they get they complete the lap, it's up to two seconds. See, if they just let you have an amount of seconds of here's some boost, push to pass, it'd be so much more simple. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have that debate. You'd eliminate it. I th- I just think that it's if you're gonna add an additional sector of DRS, it should act as a DRS zone and not go back to the previous DRS zone. All right. Um. So on that on that corner, uh, the same the same corner. Ten laps later, uh, Piastri did the same move, uh, and they called it brilliant. It was brilliant. They said. I was using words like marvelous today on Twitter for the IndyCar race, and I think F1's rubbed off on me in that way. Oh, here, yep, this is definitely where the edible kicked in. I said uh, the announcers are comparing the race uh, to the movie Rocky. Not sure what to say. Yes, can't confirm or, that did happen. Um, they kept saying, they kept pronouncing debris as debris, and I, that's one I hadn't heard before. Should just start I calling it the bris at that point. A bunch of races every year. I don't think I've heard them at least say debris seven times in the same minute because I heard it. My favorite. Like, what are they doing? My favorite is I heard audio where they were talking about Nick DeVries on the track. And so he said something. One of the engineers said something about DeVries on the track. And, and signs. Like, oh, there's, there's, there's debris on the track. <laughs> yeah, it was signs. <laughs> um. One of the one of the announcers. I, I went really heavy on the announcers on this. I I, I do apologize. I was under the influence. I like uh, David Croft. I just have a quote that says, "Thank you to the FIA for letting me know, so I can let you know." Uh, which I think was after a racer got penalized, and it's like, yeah, I, you you probably should let people know why you're penalizing someone. I don't know do, what we're thinking. Do you know what lap that was? Because I feel like no one was penalized except for signs it was later in the race and it might have been it was on the red flag decisions so yeah it was signs yeah and we're i'm ready to debrief that whenever you get through your notes (laughs) i I only got two more uh he also said nine and a half minutes local time uh, which if you're saying a a time unit in minutes it uh, that applies to every time zone you don't have to say local time thought that was really confusing uh, and then and then i have uh carlos signs was yelling for the race not to resume lmao this dude wants a free pass <laughs> i think it's i think i was typing out he doesn't want to compete he's just gonna sit there 
I was hoping for an on-race protest, honestly. All right. I'll try to make those more entertaining. I'll try to get high during the next F1 race. Oh, God. No problem. Probably the only way you can get through it. Or IndyCar or NASCAR. I'm not doing it. Okay. When's the next F1 race? Because I think that's what we all need to be on Zoom, and then I can also get high and (laughs) get a live podcast it. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's going to be bad. (laughs) Yeah, it it was. It wasn't horrible. Uh, it, it was horrible in the ways that it usually is, and the red flag decisions on when to throw those confused the crap out of me. Uh, but I want to hear what Josh has to say. Did you like them trying to end under green there? Because every F1 fan was pissed. At, this is not right. This is at not that right. point. At that point, it it doesn't matter. The only reason, I mean. I agree with the decision of going back to the original order because essentially I think the sectors as like checkpoints in a way. So like if you didn't meet, it's like the overtime line. If you didn't meet that line, you go back to what it was, et cetera. Like, um, so how do you, are you supposed to have that caution that the yellow flag come out and basically reset the order as if that never happened. But then you go, Oh yeah, by the way, signs that restart that never happened where you spun the guy, you're getting penalized for it. Uh, I I think dirt racing's kind of opened my eye on the like, if you bring out a, ca- a caution, you go to the back. Uh, that's not always perfect because some guys will break. Like the car to be will fair, break and they lose. He their spot. was not he was not the cause of the red flag though. Who was? The Alpines. Um Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. mention each I, other. I know what you're talking about now? Yeah. Um, yes. The onboard of that was hilarious. It was kind. Of, it was kind of funny. Like, like you just completely it, cleaned out your thing. teammate. He didn't, he didn't see him there. He didn't see him at all. And I'm like, yeah, well, I don't. I don't know if he has a spotter or what, but he probably should have seen him. He's, that's the only <laughs> other car colored the same as his. <laughs> as as Jensen Button said, it'd be a great time to have spotters, or it'd be a great like a great investment to have. Jensen was the one spitting facts all day. And the main guy was hating on him. Mm-hmm. That's what I was noticing. Cause Jensen's like, I just ran this NASCAR race and I, my eyes have completely opened to the racing world. And everyone's like, no, <laughs> fuck F- Like fuck everyone else. They, they are Josh throwing the F bomb before me on this podcast is an upset for the making. It's like his third one too. Oh, I didn't realize that. I just, yeah, he's, it's like his third one. No bombs. I'm 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 riled up about that. Like I've never been so mad about a call being made before. It made zero sense to me. I was like, it makes the logical thing is to go back and like reset the order as if it never happened. But by the way, we're gonna resume this race as a formation lap, but you get a five-second penalty. So it's your job to hold up the field as much as you can and gas it so you can get a five-second advantage, so you don't lose all the spots of the cars that are left. I don't. I don't want to say that you're not completely right, um, and that it wasn't that egregious because it was. But I have seen uh, at least seven instances of Max Verstappen racing against Lewis Hamilton, where one of them gets penalized. And it's the most ridiculous call I've seen in my damn life. Yes. But I will, put, the, I will put that one eighth if it helps you. The FIA is just... They, their decision. It's, it's been like this. This is a 14th it is, battle I'm on right now. Yes. And cons- like considering well, you literally had to resign right. 
literally had to force resign one of your guys after a championship deciding decision that they've made and then make a big deal about his comeback to was that, on, that race was that on the 2021 race. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first good call that guy ever made in his career. <laughs> no. Yeah. We're going to have a green, white checkered and it's like, Hey, well, uh, Max came down pit road. Uh, are, why didn't you come down Lewis? Well, the FIA screwed up. I, I got screwed. No. Yeah. You could have just went down. No, no, no. Cause the, the thing was he allowed the, there's a maximum number of cars that are allowed to overtake the yeah, leader. Get the slow and, lapped cars out of the way. That's not the rules though. That's the rules <laughs> in my book. It's, it's the, we're settling a championship here and they should race it out. No, anyways, you could have just threw the red flag button and that means everyone can just change their tires. What the hell is that? <laughs> no, the, the, the dumbest thing I it, like FIA in their decisions make me so mad. Cause ever, like, especially this year, cause it's been completely outrageous. They practically like they got one of those colored wheels and they just spin it and they're like, all right, let's see what happens. See, that's what they do at Eldora to decide where people start in their heat race. And I, I have <laughs> a very, very big vendetta against that damn wheel. <laughs> now, all right, tell me this and then we got to get to NASCAR because we're running out of time here. Uh, why, why can they press, they, they just hit the red flag button and then everyone gets tires? I don't like that what rule either. What the hell is that? It's it's That's literally not, a free pit stop. And this is what George, I, and this is why everyone I I crap on it so much. In no other racing series would you look at that and go, oh that that makes a lot of sense. They should get to do that. Never. That's never been a concept. No. And there's a crash on the track. There's a red flag. You stop. The crash is cleaned up. You start going again. I guarantee George Russell's mechanical failure doesn't happen if he's out front leading because he's probably not pushing the car as much as he is in traffic trying to pass cars. So essentially he got double effed over. I stopped myself. Yeah, he got effed too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but my he, God, <laughs> like you pit because that's the best strategy given to you. And then you throw the red flag. So everyone else gets a free stop. So now he's seventh. He pushes himself to get up the fourth and has a mechanical failure. Cause he was pushing the car. <laughs> It's just, it makes no sense on why everyone should get just a free stop while all these other guys that literally just pitted are getting bent over. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, we never set up a Max Verstappen won the race. You probably already knew that. Okay, let's talk NASCAR. He almost threw it away. Uh, Kyle Larson won a NASCAR race at Richmond. Um, now, granted, I would have gone IndyCar into NASCAR uh, had I not taken an edible before the F1 race last night. Uh, <laughs> It just happened to end up like that. But I never thought that you could not have convinced me two years ago that we would be doing a podcast on a day where Kyle Larson won a race and we would lead with IndyCar. We have so many Kyle Larson fans that follow Always Race Day because they're sprint car fans and late model fans and they love dirt racing. And I promise, guys, we're going to talk more dirt. These two didn't watch a ton. They don't watch a ton of dirt. We're going to get them into it. What's that when you convert someone to a religion? That's just converting. converting. Okay. <laughs> we'll get them fixed. I was, I was going to say, that's a Caleb when, question. When Damon's back, his vacation ends Tuesday is what he told he Give him a lot of crap. We don't, I don't take vacations. There's no such thing. Vacation is watching a race for me. Vacation uh, is you literally traveling the tracks constantly yeah, and yeah, basically. writing about them. Uh, don't actually don't give Damon crap unless you want to. I'll, I'll allow it. I uh, might. When he gets back, we'll talk more dirt, but Kyle Larson, uh, won the race at Richmond today. It kind of fell into 
his hands a little bit, um, but I'm curious to what you guys thought of it. What do you think of the new short track package? I'm trying to get Caleb to talk. I know he's sitting down here distracted and I'm just like, I was letting him take the reins and I was going to try to build off it. Cause I can he see the tender chat in your glasses reflection. <laughs> Absolutely. No, not. <laughs> um, I, I, I think it was better. I mean, you still had like the struggle. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's ever going to be fixed. Um, but okay. This is too pessimistic. Stop. Um, I thought it was better. <laughs> <laughs> it's too choppy anywho it's not, it's not um, fixed yet it's definitely not fixed yet no it's it's you got to make some big swings at it still um toyota and ford need to figure their crap out i guess toyota kind of did um toyota was up there for a good part of it but ford needs to figure out their short track package I it, thought, it just makes for a snooze fest i was gonna say because joe gibbs was the team that dominated a lot of the race when hendrick was. It, it was it was hendrick joe gibbs hendrick like it just kind of um okay let's this is a talking point i have but what what is christopher bell's strategist do what's he do for work because it's it's, he can't be a full-time strategist (laughs) he just two green flag stops in a row you took extra laps to decide oh everyone else pitting is pitting maybe we should too you had the fastest damn car on the track he had ran all the way up to third and you still kept him out there two laps too long all you have to do is pit early that's it (laughs) and then we're bouncing back to the f1 talk where that was the sergio perez of the team where they were just like we need our other guys to lead so you're gonna stay out and sacrifice yourself (laughs) Don't uh, don't accuse NASCAR of doing team. <laughs> That's not what they're doing. It ain't 2013 anymore. They got they got four pit crews for a reason. F1 stuck with. We haven't figured out that we could just add the pit spaces and get more people jobs. <laughs> F1 is anti the common the common man, anti the common worker. Yeah, they they don't want to they don't want to stop unemployment. Yeah. Boom. Anyways, um, hate um, to see it. Hate to learn that. Yeah, but no, I was I was excited. Bell was one of the more exciting cars to watch because he was he would very much like chop through the field without any issues. I do think it's an issue that he can come out of the pits in ninth or tenth, and he was the fastest car on the track. But now it feels like he doesn't have a shot to win. But yeah, that's, same that's with the part that wasn't fixed today. I didn't think there was issues passing someone in the lead but that was also because there's a lot of lap traffic and usually the car in the lead was the guy that was the fastest one on the track at that time yeah because i mean there were i definitely think there's issues with the passing in my opinion uh hamlin would get multiple speeding penalties ha but had a speeding penalty and (laughs) you you finish this because and then we'll talk to any hamlin um in a matter of 60 laps, he gained like 10 spots. Like in my mind, when you're, you're a top four car, you should cut through the field with ease. Yes. Um, at least if the field's not that competitive or there's that many. And it wasn't today. Cars to the faster cars. And to, yeah, today I thought there was a select group of fast cars and everyone else was, it was pretty much Hendrick and Joe Gibbs and everyone else is out. Um, why does everyone hate Denny Hamlin? My dad hates Denny Hamlin. Like to, I, I, I've gotten, Hamlin just got a speeding penalty. He goes, thanks, Connor. Yeah, he's my favorite. I'm like, I'm, 
I've gotten more fond of him ever since his whole team deal because I do twenty three eleven is like my go to team. Him as an um, owner, and I now yeah, him as an owner is great. He wore a rainbow hat one time, <laughs> and I was like, that guy seems nice. I like him now. Uh, not really. No, I he yeah, him as an owner, he's been instrumental in trying to improve the sport, much like Grant think- tries to do in a more limited role as an IndyCar driver, but what Hamlin's doing even outside of what he does as an owner, but what he says since he became one is, I, I think it's respectable. Yeah, I do have some, I do respect any Hamlin. I think a part of me is a little bit biased because I have this, like anytime I see a guy in a Joe Gibbs car, it just gives me like this ick feeling, but like I like can get behind Christopher Bell. I do. I enjoy seeing him get a win that here and there. Um, I don't mind any Hamlin as much when he wins. Um, I gotten better to, around it. I can't stand Martin Truex Jr. And I obviously can't stand Ty Gibbs. So I just think it's the whole Gibbs factor that kind of gives me a little ick about Denny Hamlin. But cause I, like, cause like nowadays I'm cool. With, like I, I'm like, Oh, Kyle Busch is running sticks. I'd be cool. With, like I'm cool with him getting a shot at winning, but cause I think for the while Truex, he's a crybaby. uh, cuss word um i'm tr- i'm gonna limit myself now that you called me out but i think I um truex is just like if you if you told me i needed to drink beer for a night with any nascar driver and i get killed if anything goes wrong or something's not funny like that's the base drink beer with that guy <laughs> oh boy <clears throat> see I, I i'm not a huge fan of him either because he just yeah he seems like a crybaby and I, I just I he's got know. a bad personality at least he doesn't sit in his race car under a red flag and go they can't restart this they can't they just can't <laughs> oh dear god <laughs> no he just no he'll just sit there and he'll like he lost the lead on speed and he'll be like why would nascar do such a thing like well or he like, complains he, about his teammates doing that like when they his teammates will pass him and he'll like be all up in arms and <clears throat> it's it's always someone's fault when anything like goes against him. This is fair. Um, do do do. Hold on, sorry. Josh Berry finishing second, the only guy all day to stay out and take advantage of it. Career best finish for Josh. Michael McDowell. Yeah, I guess he counts. <laughs> yeah, he does. He passed. He passed Bowman. Uh, I I like looked away from the TV for a second. My dad goes. McDowell's fucking cooking. And I go, what? Because yeah, he just, just passed the 48. And now he's passing Truex. And I said, I think Truex has just gone back. And he's like, no, no, no. He, he passed Bowman, Connor. <laughs> I, had to re- I had to rewind it after the race. I was like, oh, shit. He did. And he held off Logano, who was very much all over him the final 10 laps. Yeah. And that's the thing is, like, I don't know if we fix this short track package. I, I know we're freaking going to find out at Martinsville. I. I shouldn't say I don't know if we fix it because it's not fixed. Just, just no. was that race was not. Uh, it did not remind me of a, a package that was fixed, uh, but I do think it got better. So that kind of excites me for Martinsville. Um, I, I guess we'll see. I do yeah, think I, know, I wrote down everyone that shifted today got slower. Like they, yes. everyone stopped shifting was the report yes. from the radio. Correct. Um, I need to, uh, if, if they ever bring that up again, like screw, like don't, 
I do think they uh, fixed the rear end. I know that you don't go as fast at Richmond, but I do think they fixed the rear end deal at least with absorbing the impact. Yeah, that's because Bowman was going in the pit road, right? And he was fine. Yeah, and Yaley got backed into the wall pretty good, and I mean it shortened the back up. Like it gave yeah, in, JJ like Yaley it was supposed just to. Flat out cleaned out JJ Yaley. <laughs> I, JJ Yaley, like his spotter, just decided to look away for once, and just once they were three wide, JJ Yaley just kind of squeezed them into whoever was on the outside. But I'm I'm Matt, curious to see. It, if, was that like what happened? Like JJ got into him, and Denny's like. Screw this. I'm going to dump this. I'm guy. wondering if something happened before, because I, in my opinion, it wasn't enough to go down there and blatantly dump a guy, but he definitely, like JJ Yaley definitely pinched him while they were three wide. I, I assume it was something like that. And he's just like, you're slower than me. I'm going to wreck you. Cause it's not going to hurt you. <laughs> I, you're not, you're not going to, it's really hard to get hurt at Richmond unless the car has some serious things wrong with it. Right. Not to, if I offended anyone with saying that like racking people is okay, I, whatever. Uh, no, but like that, that looks blatantly to me like, yeah, here's an opportunity. I'm just going to dump this guy. Oh, I just thought it was a, I'm frustrated with my current situation. You did, you like fucking, I don't even know. Like you kissed me the wrong way. So I'm going to throw you into the wall. Like, I don't know if I really want to like go down this road of Denny Hamlin and JJ Yelly kissing. <laughs> they were teammates at one point. Let them be. That's true. God damn. Thank you guys. You guys are great. Damon would never remind me of that. <laughs> <laughs> I've hinted a little Noah Nelson out of me. <laughs> yeah, that is, it is crazy. Like thinking about that. Cause yeah, even if there wasn't something that he did, I, maybe Denny Hamlin just hates J.J. Yaley and he doesn't get a lot of chances to just dump him like that. <laughs> maybe he just got a thing with, like, ex-teammates. So, because he had it with Logano and Yaley, and maybe he'll be fist riding with Kyle Busch later on this year. I, I can almost guarantee that it was, like, it was personality thing. I don't think anyone in NASCAR, any driver in NASCAR, has that much team pride. I, I just, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Oh, like I'm a Hendrick car, and if you used to drive for Hendrick and you left for Joe Gibbs, like I hate you now. No, I don't think anyone would really have that. You think Hamlin's jealous because Yaley's driving at Rick Ware now? <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Reddick probably is with his how his day went today. Oh boy. Six lap tires spin out on him. It's crazy. And that's that's like a big thing about the parody in NASCARs. I think Tyler Reddick's a top three road driver, road road course racer in the series. And today he spun out at Richmond on tires that were six laps old. That's not while running to, while running twenty first. Well, okay, but he still he still spun out. Like. Well I'm saying though, like he, like that doesn't add not, any. That doesn't add any aspect it, to it. No, you. It adds an aspect of this is the guy that won last week on a road course, and now he's running twenty first and spinning out on. Okay, I don't ask why I couldn't connect that. <laughs> yeah, you're completely right. Yeah, um, I thought that was really interesting. I thought the the tires fell off so quickly 
and that excited me at the start of the race, but it never came to any fruition of that helping anyone. It just hurt Christopher Bell really damn badly. We were having an argument, me and Noah, while we were watching the race. I'll, I'll, and he I'll be was... Team Josh on this, I think. Now, um... the other things you've tried to debate on here against nobody, <laughs> I was against every single one of them. But Noah's not here right now, and that's, that's where your advantage comes in. So just no he was arguing the fact that it was like it was Wallace and Blaney. They were lapped down, but they weren't the free pass. He told like they basically said that, oh, you guys pitted ten, like ten laps ago. You should take the wave around here when everyone pits, and then just hope you get another caution. And I disagreed with that because ten lap tires is a second and a half. So uh, it, well, early on in the race, it was a second. They 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 did mention that it they showed Larson they showed Larson's lap times roughly from like one lap one fifty yeah it was like one fifty and like shortly after they pitted it was like one sixty five and there was like a second and a half difference right and yeah you just can't do that I, there was no of cautions today to justify that. no there there was too many long runs and like even. So essentially he was like, you're going to finish in the twenties anyways. But like in my mind, finishing 19th compared to 26th is a lot better. Yeah, It wasn't a diarrhea of long runs, but it, I mean, they were pretty long. Yeah. It just, that's not enough to justify staying, taking a wave around. Someday I'm going to do a podcast with just Josh. It's going to be the best thing we've ever done. Cause I've spent half of all my time on here against Caleb and Damon trying to get them riled up. And I just said it wasn't the diary of long runs with the mission to get Caleb off his game. And he didn't even, didn't even fly. I, I just about said something about that, but you guys were still like going at it. So I didn't want to interrupt. Josh and... took it in stride. He's a good man. He knows what I mean. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I get riled up sometimes. It I wasn't like he went on the Mexican it. food, bush light burner for like five days in a row. No, you, you can you can rile me up real quick when it comes to debates. I'll just trash on Pavel like twice. Let's let's talk about Cole Custer's wild success this year in Xfinity. <laughs> he's he's a fine race. <laughs> Thank you. Cole I didn't say he wasn't. Cole Custer at Trackhouse would have three wins last year. Listen, I didn't in one car, a, one single. We car. we we had an argument about about comparing Cole Custer to this year in the Xfinity Series to 2019 in the Xfinity Series, and he was saying the competition was stiffer nowadays than it was back then. And I, I tried Landon to make Castle, the argument. Landon Castle is not in the series this year, and oh, he was. In <laughs> I don't know where the hell the stiffer competition is coming from, Caleb. So I made the argument of well, he had Tyler Reddick and Bell the face against, but he was like, okay, but who else was there? And then, so then that was argument was based. And then I mentioned that Cole Custer would probably win three or four races this year. And he goes, well, that's a lot different than seven in 2019. I also think the team was better back then than it is now. No, I, and I, cause the whole, the whole reason this argument started was like, cause I said, Cole Custer is too good for the Xfinity series, but he's not good enough for the cup series. And I think we, we're finding we he's find, doing just fine. If we can find a Wednesday, a time to podcast on Wednesday with everybody and get Damon on here. He hates when I bring up that Cole Custer's a decent driver. 
I'll say he's It's decent. like his, like, that is like a good go button to get Damon riled up. He's like, dude, Cole Custer sucks. He's a waste of space. I don't know why he's there. I, I mean, he said I it the week he after the he won at, when he won at Kentucky, Damon said, I can't believe that guy is even racing. He shouldn't be on the team. <laughs> I used to th- think that, I mean, I, I think in the last couple of years, he's definitely gotten better and, and you know, all that stuff. I, and I'm not going to say, you know, he's not a decent driver because you know, you don't, you don't win in the cup series and you know, go on to win seven races in a season in Xfinity being bad. Um, I just, yeah, my whole thing was like, I, I could have told you this year, like Custer was not going to be that dominant and he's so far. Has right. really bad, luck. bad luck. He ran six all day this weekend. Okay. What about the weekends before that? <clears throat> he hasn't been like that ultra fast. I will, I will raise Connor though. I'll say, okay, so we don't have Landon Castle in Xfinity anymore, so that competition is gone, but we do have Brett Moffat now. So Oof, this is thrown away from my equation. Because you could you could then just we... pile on and say they have Sammy Smith too. And he's won a race already, proving that he's different competition. But they had Michael Annette back then. Oh, da, da, oh I love that. He's my favorite. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh boy you guys don't know iowa uh the second only to maybe california you could argue california with me pennsylvania screw off posse suck uh iowa and california two birthplaces of great motorsports drivers no what uh i was gonna say something about uh custer and Xfinity. The, the biggest thing i have learned like covering iowa state women's basketball um as well as football and men's basketball uh in racing the last like seven or eight years about how things kind of go and like the surface of everything and what what's kind of beneath the curtain um there's so many things like behind the scenes and luck wise and just bounces in a typical event that drastically change the outlook of an entire year for somebody especially when you get into racing for a playoff spot and stuff like that and the amount of freak bs that happens that we don't hear about is so high that like it's hard to like what josh said like it's hard to win seven races in the x d series and be considered a bad driver you know me but yeah all right. he's, he's good oh Caleb, I said Josh. I think I met Caleb. Your favoritism is kicking in, but it's fine. You're right. Uh, like Chris, Christopher Bell is in the Cup Series now. You know, was he viewed as the same driver he was before he walked off two playoff round rounds and one? Well, uh, his stock I went mean, from 18th best in the series to uh, probably top 10. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it fluctuates too because I mean, based on teams and stuff like that. You, I mean, you look from 2011 to. Oh, Custer was leading the California race because I almost, I almost bet him again, but he wasn't plus two thousand this year, and he was last season. <laughs> but that... too, and okay, so like on, on that topic, so you look for several years and you say Brad Keselowski is probably going to be 
you know, one of the top legendary drivers, maybe not up there with Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, but you know, he's, he's up there. Um, but now where would you put him or that same time frame? You look at Joey Logano and you say, he's not even close to that discussion. And now you, you're putting him up with, you know, probably some of the best. So yeah, I mean, we'll see, we'll see how championships are held in 10 years. If the guy that deserves to win it wins it every year, um, wins it for the next decade, then I think we'll kind of view him similarly as we do today. Uh, but that's still to be determined. Brad Keselowski's career too is I'm sorry. I'm not really proving you wrong here, but I'm saying like that specific instance, he's owning a team now. Uh, and there's a lot that goes into your career after you're driving, if you're owning a team, right? Him and Denny Hamlin's storybooks are still not halfway done. Uh, if he, if he just wasn't an owner and this was how he was racing on the same team he's been on, then I'd say he's losing it, but that's just not what's happening with him. Right. And I agree. I mean, that's, that's the thing too, is like everybody, everybody's you, gotta, you just have to take every result and be like, does this make sense? How could it make sense? Right. Well, but that's the thing too, is you look at, okay. So like, How obviously Eric Almarola not outrace Cole Custer, but still have his ride while Cole Custer got demoted. Yeah. It listen, it is a hard thing. So like, I think I've, I've brought this up before, but like comparing race car drivers is an impossible task. You, I, I live with, um, my roommate who is a race car driver. I race cars we will never be able to say like who is a better race car driver because on any given day that we would go out and try to compete, it depends on the setup, who likes the setup better, the weather, what kind of like, you know, he might be good in a legends car and I'm not, but I might be good in a four cylinder. And he, you know, like there's, there's just no way to do it. And you look at like the millions of things that can change to affect how a driver is doing. You know, if they're having a bad day, they could be doing bad. If their team's on a downward spiral, you know, they could be having a bad day. Um, their competitors, depending on how strong their competitors are, it, there's, there's just so many things that change. It could be taken know. out by a guy with an American flag paint scheme and number one on this car. Yes. <clears throat> yes, or a guy that's just mad because he got a, a his 80th speeding penalty of the season. That was Denny, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two ones on the card there. <laughs> um, yeah. It is crazy how many he's had because you, you yeah, would think. It's... And he's consistently the guy who has the most like every single year too. Like, it's not just like, Oh wow. This year he's just had like every single year. He is like the top guy for. That's the penalty. thing though. Is there stats yep. out there for stuff like that? And no yes. one fucking gives a shit. It's terrible. <clears throat> like Landon castle. He was the best at crash avoidance for like eight years in a row. No one said a word about it. It was one mm-hmm. Fox video, two and a half minutes long, uh, only 220 because they didn't get uh, the advanced Twitter uh, until about six months ago. But usually about two and a half minutes long uh, about how Landon Castle doesn't get wrecked. I will say that they at the end of last season, the season the year before, 
they did highlight like with five races left that Hamlin, whenever Hamlin got a speeding penalty, they're like, yeah, this is his 41st of the year. He's like, this is the, he has the most speeding penalties by like 12. (laughs) (laughs) And as crazy as that sounds, that's not an exaggeration because I'm pretty sure last year he had like 29. I bet you, I bet you there's like some inconsistencies or some like, challenges to learning how to use the like light system thing they have on their dashboard for pit road and he just refuses to use it and uh, he just yeah. apparently seems to just miss the I mark of video. his lighting setup it's like it's like you should do that like on the motor or on the uh super cross game for like six months i wouldn't make the gas the trigger because i wasn't used to using my trigger the finger up top so i'd make the gas x but then it was really hard to balance the bike because I was sacrificing Interesting. for leaning the bike left and right. I wanted the gas to be X. That sounds horrible. I made it work. Then I just finally learned how to use it to see if it got any easier. And they just made the fifth game of that series really hard. And the sixth one is way easier than the fifth one. So I don't know. Um, in a little slight transition, I, wanted to this was my one last big note i wanted to highlight is thoughts on host of ours uh situation at the end of the race Uh, like i saw a tweet that was like i don't know if that guy has earned oh you had nowhere to go and i kind of thought to myself like yeah i've seen those guys he doesn't like host of our i know who this guy is i won't say his act don't because I don't want anyone, don't look up the words or whatever and shit on them. Uh, I, do you have to earn that? Do you have to earn that he had nowhere to go? Um, Graham Rahal I, has not earned he had nowhere to go. Well, Graham Rahal won at Texas. What the fuck you, Caleb? <laughs> I just remember Graham Rahal won a race at Texas. What the hell? What the hell? It's like one of his Graham like two Rahal or three races he won. 24th in Texas. He knows how to race there. He did it before. I mean, it wasn't specifically a Texas. No, this is bullshit. I, I didn't even get to defend myself <laughs> 35 minutes ago. I just, this, is, this is where the bully says something to you as you get off the bus, and you think of it later, and you're like, I should have said that. <laughs> here's, yeah, screw here's, you, Caleb. I got one. Here's my philosophy on this, okay? I, I do think that there comes a point where it's like, so you look at Chastain, and, and you say, okay, this time, this time, this time, this time, this time, he has wrecked people. You know, he's he's known for wrecking people. So then if there's an instance where, like, he makes contact with somebody and it's not his fault, but you're still like, oh, you know, there's Chastain. Like, even if it's not his fault, you can still go be like, yeah, it really wasn't his fault, but still, it's like Chastain, you know? Yeah, every, I, he, I that he probably that shouldn't life. be in that situation. It's like one of those things that's like, he probably should have been a little bit of a... <laughs> Can I, say, I, I do want to say about his post-race interview, he's like, just like a lot of the other people in this series do, he, he walked right past me, didn't even say anything to me. Talking about how Christopher Bell, because he said Chastain caused the wreck and then later corrected himself on Twitter. Uh, I just want, Ross Chastain has not earned anyone coming up to him and being mad about a wreck. Yeah, I would And having a civil conversation about a wreck. He, he is not, that's something you can earn. He, yeah. he has fucking not earned that. I don't know where the hell he, he has gotten that if someone has an issue with him, they should take it up with him because many people have said things about him publicly. 
enough that you would think maybe I should go talk to somebody. Yeah, there was a situation with Hosevar where I don't think yeah, and what I was gonna say is I don't know if that I, I don't think Hosevar's <laughs> on track incident that led to his win, his first win, nonetheless. I, I don't think that is any like I don't think that's comparable. You know what I mean? I don't think I don't think he did anything wrong in that situation. Like yeah, I, I absolutely don't think that. It's so difficult, yeah, because it was one of those things where Sanchez was loose and was out of the gas, and Josevar was obviously in the gas going for it. Um, but there was inc- there were three instances I can highlight two of them off the top of my head where he put Ankrum in the wall because he basically couldn't keep it on the bottom. And then on a restart, he basically shoved Majeski to four grooves up because he was going to take the second row three wide, realized it wasn't a good move, like slammed on the brakes, car shot up the hill, and basically doored Majeski to the fourth groove. Like, there comes a point where you hit so many people, and then when your first win results in you hitting someone, it kind of adds an asterisk next to your win. Okay. I, I just watched the replay again while you were talking. I didn't listen to you talk. I'm sorry, Josh. I, I did Thanks. a little bit, but I, I just watched the replay that. again. I, I can confirm there was nowhere for him to go. No, it, that dude, that dude was, was gone. Or like he was wrecking before that. He, yeah. yeah, he got loose beforehand. And then it, it was the shift in momentum. And obviously with going for the win on the last lap. Which is so weird because Nick Sanchez has been really good in the truck series this year. He's been really dominant. He's having a cool custer, impressive. vintage cool custer year. That guy's having. You'll love to hear there. it. Um, yeah, he'll get a win here soon. I, I, he's I definitely also, talk, the talk for the championship in my that opinion. That is the truck series. That It's a little bit in the Xfinity series, but it's very active in the truck series. Like, they're – there's just a couple guys on this roster that <clears throat> might create a wreck. I did not mean to close that off uh, by gender. Uh, there are some girls in the series that also create accidents too. My bad. Yes. But yeah, it's it, that, it's just the truck series. Like, you, you I don't know. To like, race with more respect, it will be easier to control a car. The more you race, they have to learn somewhere. It's I don't know if I've said this to you guys on here, but it's like when people watch an ARCA race, like my boss, Chris, when he I, – I, everyone's going to be confused because I introduce my boss like that because uh, you guys just haven't met him. But you'll meet Chris someday. You'll have to just give him shit about his complaints for ARCA because it's like going to a single-A baseball game and complaining that there's been too many errors and that the players should be more professional and better yes. at what they do. You yes. would not go to a, a Daytona Tortugas game and feel like the players aren't acting professionally enough. Right. It just doesn't, doesn't happen. I don't know. I, I Yeah, I don't see anything with what Hosevar did. He uh, is about time he got his first one. Yeah, I just my my issue is is I I love Hosevar. I think he's a great personality, but I question some of his abilities in not letting wins slip away or certain situations slip away. Um, like I said, the highlight of Ankrum running Ankrum into the wall and then running Majeski to the fourth groove, trying to go three wide with the second groove or the second row. Yeah. And then there's just been multiple scenarios where I'm like, 
you probably could have avoided that or you probably just kind of stepped on stepped on your own yeah i did lose 200 bucks on a bet this weekend oh my god i bet on what i said next driver to go to victory lane and compare himself to jesus and i said chandler smith and he didn't everybody clapped for chandler he did what he did what ty gibbs couldn't do He's well on his way to the Cup Series. He compared himself to Jesus. Oh boy. Well, any, any other highlights? No, no, I just wanted to congratulate Chandler on that. <laughs> That's the highlight. I watched the whole video wondering, there's no way we got it again. There's no way, there's no way it happens a second time in two years that a young guy was like, Jesus had haters once. <laughs> I mean, there's no reason to really hate Chandler at this point. Like he doesn't have enough booze. So I have a list of people that didn't like interview questions. I asked that I deemed acceptable to ask. He's on there as is Kim Mulkey. Uh, I like, <laughs> I like Chandler Smith. Can we just... Kim Mulkey. <laughs> Josh hates her. And I, I think she's fantastic. You do not think she's fantastic. Get out of here. No, she's a no. I fantastic. She said of of the Baylor athletic director that covered up fifty two sexual assault scandals, uh, in four year in a four year time span. She said that his critics should be punched in the face. The basketball player that got her two of her four national championships was stuck in Russia, uh, and she said she doesn't want to talk about her. That, that player single-handedly won those titles. It was not Kim Mulkey's offense. It was not Kim Mulkey's shooting. It might have been her defense on the court because she was on it the whole fucking day. <laughs> Out there as a sixth defender. Yes. Brittany Griner won Kim Mulkey her damn career. I will not that's understand great. how that's not a technical foul. In any other league, that's a, any other game, that's a technical foul. Angel Reese has <laughs> talked enough shit that you'd think she's Alex Ovechkin in the National Hockey League, and she's a guy that played in the AHL for his entire career and had two starts in the end at the end as a charity start uh, because he's done so much for the organization. Max, I, Maximus Fortunus for the Texas Stars. Look him up. That's, I, that's Angel Reese. I made a tweet of highlighting the fact that her best feature is her being tall because that's all she did oh i thought you were talking about kim mulkey and then you said tall <laughs> yeah <laughs> no she sat there and got rebounds and then got fouled and then missed free throws here's a good joke if kim mulkey played baseball she'd be a shortstop because she's short uh, and all right well and likes to be the hot oh, shut up and likes to be the highlight of the entire team I'm not short. I know. I'm just taller than you. I can. I get to say that. It's a real privileged <laughs> position. I've, I've, and I'm just I've the never shortest. felt like, oh, I'm tall. This is great. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm glad you. We make you feel that way. I, it's just like short people get so pissed about it. It's fun to make fun of them. It's like being a Cubs fan and seeing a White Sox fan in the wild. Like, yeah, yeah, that must sink. I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else, or are we wrapping this up? I can't believe you like Kim Mulkey, Caleb. That's the... <laughs> it, pisses, it pisses me off. It makes me so angry. Personality, like that you could possibly have. I, it's she's just such a look at me person, and then oh, I, yeah. The question I asked her in that interview, uh, 
it was uh, that their program doesn't lose a lot. This is when she was at Baylor. Uh, so what, what are practices like when you lose, uh, especially with the conference tournament coming up? Uh, and she made it about herself and turned it into an insult. Fantastic. Somehow saying, like, you don't lose but, very much. But, but she's a fantastic person. In, in the team's second loss of the season. They were 27-2. and two. Yeah. But, no, she's and a great person. I heard. Just great. I heard that from her outfit, that jacket with the pink feathers, I heard two flamingos were killed for that jacket to be made. <laughs> uh, what the I hell? Was making stuff up. <laughs> But also, then she's tr- looking like female Joe Exotic today. <laughs> Someone tweeted a picture of her with the, I'm never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> I, cannot, I couldn't stop laughing. It was good. I Oh, that's one last thing before. I think the NASCAR ratings are going to suck ass. Everyone on my timeline was watching that women's basketball game. They went head-to-head with the start of it. Uh, yeah. Finish. No, every, everyone was there for one purpose and one when, purpose only. When the game ended, there's 150 laps to go in the NASCAR race. I don't know if that'll make a difference. Uh, it was later in the afternoon. That usually helps, but I feel like it'll be down. Um, I'm not sure if it'll be down compared to the other FS1 ratings, but head-to-head with a women's national title that was talked about way more. Um, than normal. <laughs> and I know that they used to play it, I think, on Tuesdays. I could be wrong. I, I always thought it was the day after the men's, but it used to be that. So like, this is a different thing they're trying this year and they might've tried it last year. Don't yell at me if I forgot. I don't know my days. They're just days at this point. I'm on day 17,406. Uh, having that go head to head, like those programs are very talk. Like it's easy to talk about them. It's easy to get invested in that game. It's easy to hate a lot of the players on the court. I don't hate Caitlin Clark. That was not a shot at Caitlin Clark. Don't look at me like that. I see you at home, assuming that that was part of it. It's not. It's almost the entire LSE roster, actually. Yes. But yeah, it, um, I don't think the ratings are going to be good. A lot of people watch that basketball. What? What was the point of? So what's going on with Fox that we can't even have the NASCAR race on Fox and it has to be on FS1? I didn't look up what was going on with them today. Yeah, because. I know there's a lot of programming. We're at the end of the podcast episode. You guys know what that means. It's officially Bristol Dirt Week. Let's fucking go, everybody. (laughs) We made Crown Jewel. Let's go. Oh, my God. That better be on Fox. It should be. I Um, I call it the fifth major, and it is on Fox. Good. Yeah. I don't know what the deal was with that, because I know there's a lot of people out there that probably can't get FS1, because I know it's more of a, like, a subscription channel i guess it's i there's just less people have it and yeah the thing right. with TV ratings uh the streaming numbers sure they might take away a little bit this their streaming group is not as big as everyone thinks it is at least i don't think yet i haven't seen anything to really twist my finger on that and change my mind um except for the fact that nascar was up in all first seven of its races last season and this year they're going to be down in all seven of their first races unless richmond goes up which i just don't think it will no i don't foresee it happening um so the streaming could explain that but i haven't seen any other proof um there's been other series that have run a streaming exclusive race it did not do well it doesn't 
register as like a race being ran that weekend. That's why you won't see Adam Stern tweet about it. He gets it from the same website I do. Uh, it, it's just not there. Um, Supercross is on it a lot. You, uh, you could have 250,000 people watch Supercross and it won't be on that website. You gotta have 500,000 uh, or it won't even register at a rating. Or at some point in the event, you have to have 500,000. It's always average viewers. Um, we'll see what happens but yeah if the race is on the cable channel it does a lot better why some of these companies like why the contract is drawn up like we can only have this many races on cable and we'll have this many on fs1 i don't get that indycar managed to do 14 of 17 races on nbc so why why nascar can't why they can't figure that out i don't know Are we good? Are we all good? Caleb did not say many words this podcast, and I want to put an over-under on it next week. All right. It's going to be over. It's going to be over. Yeah, oh, it's definitely – he's just – he's off his game today. Are you good, Caleb? Are you all good? Yeah, we're good. All right. Well, everyone enjoy your week. It's Bristol Dirt Week, so we have something to smile about every day. Uh, and also, like, today's race for IndyCar was marvelous, so just think about that. Thanks again to the Carl Auto Group. Appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, we will probably see you Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Uh, look for that episode. Hopefully, Nick Yeoman will come on. Um, we'll try to get that scheduled out, and maybe we'll just have the we'll we'll just tease it. We're just going to have a debate about if Cole Custer is a good race car driver. Let's go. I'll reach out to his team and see if he wants to join. <laughs> do you think if I do you think if I put that in the subject line like request to interview Cole? Uh, debate topic is Cole Custer, a good race car driver, parentheses, completely serious. We want Cole on. Yeah, they you think that would, would up my chances <clears throat> down them? Right to trash. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'll keep that out of the subject line. We won't tell him what's going on until he gets on. <laughs> All right. See you guys later this week.